Hello, welcome to the Magical Girl's Guide to Life, a disgustingly girly podcast by a disgustingly girly adult. <laughs> Today's episode is going to be a short one, um, and it's because I'm alone today. There's no guest. It's just a solo episode, um, and I think it's fitting for me to be alone because we're going to be talking about loneliness. So after 2020, um, or during 2020, people's mental health just went down the drain, um, myself included. <laughs> um, people were isolated, people were lonely, people were going through financial and health crises. Um, it was not a pretty time. There were some like chill and cute moments, like how the house party app was kind of popping and people were able to kind of bond over this like worldwide traumatic event. And now in the aftermath, I feel like the rippling effects of what happened during COVID and lockdown and isolation and all of that, they're here to stay. But yet over time, we have less empathy um, and less understanding of people who are struggling because of the time between the event and now. Um, and it's just really, it's just really sad to see. It's like when things, when bad things happen, life is just, you just have to keep going on, even if you're not feeling your best. And so I was looking up an article about this epidemic of loneliness that's happened um, since COVID. And the stuff that I found was really disheartening. Um, this article on Cigna.com, it's describing how the experiences of loneliness across demographics changes depending on if you're an underrepresented group. And so it says here that people from underrepresented racial groups are more likely to be lonely. So the 75% of Hispanic adults, 68% of Black American adults are classified as lonely. Um, people with low, lower incomes are lonelier than those with higher incomes. Young adults are twice as likely to be lonely than seniors. Um, and this is men and women have roughly the same likelihood of loneliness which doesn't really surprise me. Um, so yeah, the people are lonely and the harder time you have in society due to your, um, what you are classified as, like if you are a minority or a group that is more, hmm, more likely to be oppressed, then your chances of being lonely are higher and that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. Like, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's not funny, though. And so personally, I have been dealing with loneliness myself. And it's something that, like, a lot of people don't like to admit when they're feeling, like, not fulfilled socially or whatever. Um, but I'm going to admit it because I'm an oversharer, Okay. <laughs> I don't feel fulfilled anymore. Um, I have a lot of friends. Like I have more friends and close friends than I've ever had in my life. And 
the connections that I have with people right now in my life, they're pure. Um, they're really, what's the word? I don't know. They're authentic. Uh, they pour into me emotionally. I definitely have a community. I have friends all over the United States and in other countries. It's cool. But yet I still feel lonely as hell. <laughs> like, and whenever I bring this up, people assume that I mean romantically. I'm not necessarily romantically lonely. Okay. I'm just, it's like this deep loneliness of feeling misunderstood. Like, no matter how much I talk about my feelings, my experiences, my perspective, or whatever, there's no one on this planet who will 100% understand me. And I don't even understand myself. Like, sometimes I do things and I'm like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> like, why did you do that? And I cannot even explain it myself. So how can I expect anyone else to understand me? But I have this like deep pit of like nothingness <laughs> where I don't know. I don't know what I expect to fill it. Um, And then I guess in my mind, I know that nothing can. And so I tweeted the other day about how this is the loneliest I've ever felt. And I kind of attributed it to living alone. Um, I do live alone right now. I've been living alone for like two years. And the reason why I chose to live alone is because of societal pressures, to be honest. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I felt like, you know, I'm grown. I should be by myself. Like, um, I think I even did this because I'm like, okay, romantic partner wise, who's gonna like, like me if I'm not living alone and, and showing that I can be independent and whoop-de-whoop-de-woo. And so I moved out from living with my bestie and we still live very close to each other. Like, She's within walking distance for me, like less than five minutes. I can get to her apartment. We have each other's keys and all of that. But still, <laughs> I moved out. I moved by myself. Um, and I feel like, OK, this is socially acceptable now. But <laughs> the daily loneliness that I feel like waking up and there's no signs of other life in the house. Like if I put something somewhere it's going to be there tomorrow when I wake up. If I like cook something, it's going to be there until I eat it all. Like there's no more of like, did you eat my food? <laughs> there's no more of like, where's the remote? Like, where'd you put it? And things like that. Um, and in the moment, those things, like those little things that happen when you're living with your family or living with a roommate, like they feel so annoying. It's like, oh, I just wish I had my own space. But now that I'm in my own space, those are the things that I miss. Like I miss those signs of life. I miss being able to know like this person is coming back at this time and then coming out of my room to welcome them home. Like I just miss it. I don't know. <laughs> 
And so even though it's cool to like decorate my little apartment and like, you know, make it as cute as I want it to be, it just doesn't feel, I don't know, sometimes I just sit here and I look around and I'm like, so what? Like, I have the daily urge to sell all my belongings and just travel or something. Um, but, you know, I'm a little, I'm fighting this urge a little bit because I've been watching the girlies on TikTok talk about how nomad life is not what it's um, cut out to be. So I'm trying to see where my next move is going to be. But yeah, <laughs> that is my personal struggle I guess with loneliness um and I know people tell you like the advice that people give you when you're feeling lonely is like get a pet I have a pet Nala hey I have a dog (laughs) hi and she's perfect she's adorable she's quiet she's cute she's trained she loves to cuddle and like be close but you know, as much as I can stare into this dog's eyes and be like, I really love this dog. That's not cutting it. <laughs> um, and then I think back to like when I was younger and I've never, I, like, I didn't have as many friends, right? Like I was really lonely in the sense of like, damn, why can't I make friends? But then I was motivated to like get up. I joined like bloggers groups. I went to bloggers events. Um, I went to concerts by myself. I went out to eat by myself. I would go to like, like here in Dallas, there is this plaza where they have like a bunch of Korean barbecue and they have like, um, Korean grocery stores and I would go over there and I would just eat by myself and I felt fine (laughs) like I was technically lonely like I was alone doing these things but for some reason I didn't feel like this aching emptiness that I feel now and I don't know when I think back I I think the difference is that I had hope. Ooh, this this is getting dark. (laughs) Yeah, I think the difference is back then I had hope. I'm like, I don't have any friends right now, but I can go to these events and I can make friends. Um, I can go to these places and I can have these experiences. Um, At the time, I went to South Korea by myself and I just up and did it and (laughs) I ended up making friends in South Korea and it was cool like I just I had hope I thought that um you know maybe life isn't what I want it to be now but it can get there like I know it can get there and I would make like choices and decisions and still have fun and go and do things because I knew life can get better hold on one second my dog is like chewing on this thing and it is just distracting me. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I just knew that life could get better. Um, but now I feel like I've lost my hope. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but I really have. It's like, okay. 
I did all those things. I've done a lot of things. Okay. I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And depending on um, when or how you heard of me, you might not know or realize how many things that I've done. <laughs> but yeah, I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Um, and I had a lot, a lot, a lot of hope. And then after 2020, that hope just went out the window. And so I think that's probably the hole that's like in my soul <laughs> right now is <laughs> the fact that I don't have that hope anymore. It's like I have the friends. Um, I have the community. I'm like, I have family. You know, I never, I never talk about my family because like, I like to keep some things private, but yes, I do have family <laughs> and we are cool. Everyone is cool, but yeah, I don't know. The hopelessness of like seeing how everything can just get snatched away. It's like, how do I put this into words? When I was younger, I used to just think like, when I'm an adult, um, these things are going to turn around. I'm going to, I'm going to work in the fashion industry and I'm going to have all these work friends. <laughs> and I wanted to live in New York city so bad because I'm from Kansas. And so for anyone in Kansas who grew up in Kansas, like moving to New York city is like every creative person's dream. Like we feel like New York city, like the streets are paved with gold or something. And then when I finally visited a few times, I was like, <laughs> like last time I was in New York, somebody almost peed on me. And so I don't think that New York is where I actually want to live. But back then I was like, yeah, New York. <laughs> and yeah, that hopefulness of like, when I'm an adult, when I'm an adult, when I'm an adult, when I graduate, when I graduate, like that hopefulness really does propel you forward. And then I got here firmly. I am firmly tucked into adulthood. And I've watched people, I've watched people lose everything. I've watched people lose their jobs. I've watched people lose their relationships. I've watched people be like beat down and broken down and used and like I've seen it all. <laughs> I've seen I've seen like the depravity of the human condition. And when you've seen all these things happening like either to people you know or even people you don't know because sometimes I'd be seeing stories of people I don't know and it hurts me all the same and when you see these things happen and when some of these things happen to you you're like oh my god like this is what I've been waiting for <laughs> like this is adulthood I thought that the streets were gonna be paved and lined with mimosas <laughs> like I thought we were gonna have happy hours I thought this stuff was gonna be fun I thought we'd be working on fun projects I thought that I you know to be honest I thought I'd be married by now like <laughs> I thought I'd be married and like living this like nice fun chill life but instead like I've had all the hope scooped out of my body and I live alone with my dog so I know I said that the loneliness was not romantic related and it, it kind of is not like I've, yeah, it just kind of is not, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to edit this because whatever. Um, 
So anyway, I'm glad I stopped myself because I could, when it comes to ranting about like my views, my negative views on life, I can go on forever. So let me stop here. But um, I would like to give tips and things on how to stave off loneliness. But to be honest, I don't have any tips. You know, I have the pet. I have the friends. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm working on creative projects. I'm doing things <laughs> and nothing is distracting me from the loneliness and hopelessness of life. Um, yeah, nothing. So <laughs> if you're listening to this and you have some tips on how you got over this, let me know because like, this ain't it. This is not it. <laughs> um, but if you're out there and you're listening and you're feeling lonely, just know you're not alone in your loneliness. <laughs> because, um, because I'm so emotionally open, a lot of people tell me a lot of their feelings, right? And almost every single person I know is feeling the same feel. Um, somebody that I care about deeply called me in tears telling me that they felt like a ghost, like that they're just floating through life, like haunting people, which was honestly a very poetic description that <laughs> like, I was like, Ooh, I like the sound of that, but I did not like the sound of that. You know what I mean? Like that made me really, really sad. Um, because this person is a very bubbly and happy person and to hear them say, like, I feel like a ghost um, in my life. I'm like, dang, you too? Um, I have multiple friends who tell me how lonely they feel, no matter what stage of life they're in or, or where they live or what they're doing. Um, because loneliness is really not about being physically alone. It's just that aching feeling of, like, nobody understands me. Um, nobody sees me, nobody cares about me. You, and you can have people in your life who, you know, care about you, but they can only care about you to a certain extent. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'll end this episode here. Like I said, it was it's a short one. It's not very helpful. It's not very, like, I'm not giving you no advice. But at the very least, you'll know that we're out here. Lonely gang, stand up. And oops, I gotta go. Bye.